Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brand new big and I am Rob Poor Stereo Podcast is here. Hey, have no fear. On today's brand new banging museum quality I am Rob Poor Stereo Podcast, me, the gringo man dingo, me, the inflamed Ashkenazi, me, the disruptive warrior, had the honor and the privilege of speaking at the rally in D.C. in front of over 300,000 people. It was a beautiful day. I break that down. Plus, the NBA is in full swing one month into it, what I'm seeing, what I'm not seeing, and we're at day 42, 42 days since the hostages were taken, since the terrorist governing body of Gaza ravaged through southern Israel. We break that down in more now. On a brand new bang and I am rap poor stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, aka the Bleach Brothers, aka the Dunst Brothers. Start this puppy over something real nice. Start this puppy over something real loud, but most importantly, start this puppy over something real funky. This is the I am rap poor stereo podcast. Let's fucking go. Have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear, the Iggity I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, A.K.A. 
non-glorious bastard. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. It's in the place to be. Feeling real good. Feeling real safe. Feeling really, 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 really sane right now. It ebbs. It flows. But we're here. We are here and we ain't going nowhere uh, like I said, uh, name is Mike Rapport, a.k.a. The Gringo Man Dingo. I hope everybody's feeling real good. hope everybody's feeling real safe. And get ready. I hope you guys are getting ready for Thanksgiving because next week, it's Thanksgiving. Next week is Turkey Day, and I'm going to stuff my face. I'm prepping now. Prepping now for Turkey Day. Going to stuff my face. I'm going to fucking ham, turkey, stuffing, macaroni and cheese, yams, green beans. Skip the salad. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm going to a family Thanksgiving thing, and I think uh, uh, my wife and I have been uh, uh, given the, the chore of bringing a salad. I'm like, for what? People eat salad. 365 days a year. Nobody wants to have a salad on Thanksgiving. Nobody's trying to eat healthy on Thanksgiving. And the only thing I want to eat healthy is like with some green beans with gravy. That's it. Like a spinach souffle. That's my salad for Thanksgiving. I don't give a shit about, but we're making the salad. Want the salad? Well, we'll bring you the salad. I'll bring you salad. I ain't even eating any of my own salad. Anyway, um, I will be performing the month of December a lot. I'm performing at the Stress Factory in December, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the Stress Factory in New Jersey. I'm performing in Sacramento the 8th and the 9th in Sacramento. I'm performing in Pleasanton, California at Tommy T's, Tommy T's. Love that club. And I'm performing in Rochester the 28th, 29th, and 30th. 28th, 29th, and 30th. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. And I'm not going to bore you with what's going on with my fantasy football team, although I will tell you, I'm about to run the table on these hoes. I'm about to run the table on these hoes. I am predicting... Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. A History of Violence, a.k.a. Make It Stop, Make It Stop, will win our remaining four regular season games. We will squeak into the playoffs, and then it'll just be heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And if we don't go into the playoffs, and anybody that's playing fantasy football if your team is not making it into the playoffs, do not think your season is over. Drag them the fuck down into the mud with you. If you ain't making the playoffs, you are bathing in a big pool of your own slop, of your own mess. But there's no reason to be in that sloppy fucking pool alone. Drag them the fuck down with you. Bring them all. Bring them all with you. And the only way you can bring them all with you is by continuing to win. 
continuing to win and beating that ass real nice and beating that ass real proper. I'm expecting to squeak into the playoffs, but if I don't get into the playoffs, rest assured, I'm dragging somebody down in there with me. Motherfuckers are trying to make bullshit trades with me. Joe Button. Yeah. The Joe Button. Not Joe Biden. Joe Button. Yo, will you give up this person? Motherfucker, why would I give up anything to you? You want what I have because you smell. You see what the dingo has cooking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't giving up shit. Jameer Gibbs, Tyreek the Freak, Jalen Hurts, you want that. A man Kincaid in Buffalo. Big Josh Allen, fucking what's the problem, bro? Anyway, I said I wasn't going to go down the fantasy football rabbit hole. I try not to go down these rabbit holes. I try not to go too deep down the rabbit holes. But inevitably, it happens. But here we are. November, halfway through the month of November, NBA is happening. People are still confused about the NBA tournament. Miles Jordan, they asked Steph Curry the other day, the great Steph Curry, who's injured for a few days, to explain the NBA tournament. Can you play that clip of the patient, chill, ultra-calm, ultra-zen-like, without trying to be zen-like, Steph Curry, Breaking down and explaining the in-season tournament. Roll the clip, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Blues Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Go ahead. Have the guys figured out the format, or is there still a little bit of confusion about how to advance? If you just take the time to read the situation, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I love the commentary around. Nobody knows what's going on, but if you actually just take a second, take a deep breath and understand there are six groups and whoever has the best record out of the six groups and two wild cards go and then you play a bracket from there and try to get to Vegas final four play two games championship is an extra game but there's monetary stakes on the line and then everybody else who doesn't make the bracket gets regular season games made up pretty simple there it is it's very simple okay we are now about a month into the season. We still haven't seen the big three of Phoenix, Booker Beal, and the big spitter play on the court at the same time, and they are losing every other game. Currently, they are at five and six. Uh, I ain't no mathematician. I ain't no mathematician, Kevin Durant, you fuck. But five and six... Correct me if I'm wrong, that ain't even 500. Maybe maybe I'm, I don't know, I didn't graduate high school. Everybody was uh, concerned about the, the Phoenix Suns. The big three of Phoenix, who are currently five and six. But so far, the best teams have been the Boston Celtics, who have been renamed the Boston Bulldozers or the Boston Backbreakers, all of their wins have been won by eight or more points. They regularly make a habit out of blowing the shit out of teams while their bench is out there cleaning up the fucking mess 
They're perfect at home. Tingus, Pingus, Kristap Porzingis, a.k.a. Tingus, Pingus, has been a great addition. I am so happy for Kristap Porzingis. He's got a snarl. And adding Derek White, who shaved that monstrosity of a hairdo he's had, is in the starting lineup. They look good. Now, I ain't no Boston Celtic fan, but they look good. The Denver Nuggets, the Joker, just fucking rolled right into it. Spent the entire offseason partying, watching his horses race, and he somehow, someway makes it seem like playing in the NBA is the, is the last thing he ever wants to do, but he seems to have so much joy and seems so uncomfortable at the exact same time he's on another MVP pace, which would be his third after getting the NBA MVP finals last year. He's just an enigma. Controls the entire game. So smart. So patient. Makes every single player around him better. Even with Jamal Murray out for a few weeks, they're still smacking the shit out of teams. The Dallas Mavericks, I said this is put up or shut up this year for the Dallas Mavericks. And so far, they have put up. Luka Doncic has been incredible, dominant, truly one of the best scorers in the world. He's in shape. He's comfortable. He has free reign to shoot, drive, dish. The roster is, it, they're better. They're better. And Kuki Kyrie, shit, haven't heard a peep from this fucking guy. The Philadelphia 76ers, I don't know what happened with Kelly Oubre. I got to tell you, I really hope this, this Kelly Oubre situation isn't some Jesse Smollett, some juicy Jesse Smollett thing. Because I like Kelly Oubre. I've always liked Kelly Oubre, but it's like, Something is weird or just a little weird. He said he got hit by a car. But then he didn't give the right location of where he got hit by a car. And then he showed up at his apartment. And something had definitely happened. But he had a bike with him. I don't know. I, I hope that Kelly Oubre, number one, is healthy. And I hope that this doesn't turn into a juicy Jesse Smollett thing. Obviously, it's not the same kind of juicy Jesse Smollett. But you know what I'm saying uh, but it's a weird situation, and uh, as of the I Am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast recording today, uh, you know, it hasn't been sorted out, which was surprising because everybody was like, you know, just hoping that he was okay, and then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. But the Sixers are on a tear. Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, Tyrese Maxey, has exploded since bye-bye James Harden. You stink. Everywhere you go, you bring your system of losing Everywhere you go, you bring that patented James Harden system of losing. They got Batum and Covington. Smart move. They got Melton off the bench, which is a big deal. Patrick Beverly, you're still acting like you're, you're an intricate part of every team that you go to. Maybe guys like you, Airbnb Bev, Patrick Beverly, a.k.a. Airbnb Bev. Because why would you own a piece of property in Philadelphia? You never know when you're going to be shipped right out. 
Why Patrick Beverly isn't doing commercials for Airbnb is beyond is beyond my understanding. But Airbnb, Bev, I don't think you're going to make it through the season as a 76er. Also, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is that dude. He's, he's not the dude yet, but he's that dude. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Nas Reed. That's a triple tower. That's a triple tower that gives the league's problems. They have an edge. They have confidence. They're young Shake Milton brings that pop off the bench. They got vets, Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo from Jersey. They play hard, and they bringing it every single night. The bottom of the bottom so far, now we're only one month in, but some of these teams ain't getting out. They ain't getting out. They ain't crawling out. The uh, Portland Trailblazers, Detroit Pistons, stink. Washington Wizards, stink. Charlotte, stinks. San Antonio, work in progress. We've seen flashes from that Frenchman, that seven-foot-five Frenchman, Wemben Yama. Wemben Yama Yama and Brandon Miller. But Scoot Henderson has been struggling, is now on the IR the Clippers, three and seven with all that fucking star power. What a fucking mess they have. What a fucking mess they have with, of course, the system of losing. The system of losing patented by James Harden. My favorite surprises of this season have been the Pacers, the Rockets, the Magic, the Thunder. Young Fun and love to run. Tyrese Halliburton is a fucking joy to watch. I like the way he plays basketball. Mathurin, Jalen Green, Fred Van Skeet, Dylan Brooks, Franz Bogner, Paolo Banchero, Shea Gillis, Alexander, Chet Holgram. Get rid of the beard, but there's a lot of young, fun talent in the league. And yes, I said Dylan Brooks. He tried to fucking throw him away. This guy's a tough, fucking hard-nosed player. And he takes listen, he knows he fucked up, but he doesn't take himself that serious. And he keeps, he stays in character. He didn't back away and bitch away. Teams that uh were still waiting to explode or implode. Explode or implode. The Lakers, the Heat, the Bucks, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Warriors, the Suns, the Hawks, the Pelicans. De'Aaron Fox is back with the Kings, so now they're swinging. The Nets have a tough veteran squad that fights every single night. The Raptors probably uh, need to start thinking about blowing this thing up. Okay, make some sort of trade with the Jazz or the Bulls because all those teams need a revamp. Anthony Davis, you're still, one night you're great. The next night, you know, you're not great. But the NBA is happening. The in-season tournament is happening. And if you want the best NBA sports betting community, NBA, NFL, college basketball, college football, every single kind of bet you could ever think of. Rock with me in a community of winners. Me and the Dust Brothers at CaptainPicks.com. CaptainPicks.com. You sign up for 40% off. 40% off of any package with the promo code INVEST. I-N-V-E-S-T. INVEST. It'll take you to our VIP channel for NBA.
NBA winners. Go to captainpicks.com. I'm the captain now, and the league, the NBA, is better than ever. Yes, there I said it. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second-grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Heading into six weeks, six weeks since the hostages were taken in Israel. And I don't know if you were living under a rock, but me, Michael Rappaport, the inflamed Ashkenazi. I had the, the privilege, the honor of speaking at the Israeli hostage Jewish rally in Washington, D.C., 
the other day and I spoke in front of 300,000 people, 300,000 people. Uh, I don't know if you have seen the clip, Miles Jordan, AK, the Bleach Brothers, AK, the Diggity Dust Brothers. Play the clip of me, the gringo mandingo, speaking in front of 300, there was, there was, there was politicians, Chucky Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, some beautiful, beautiful people from Israel, some beautiful singers, some students who, some Jewish students who have been getting harassed. I actually got to bring them up. And me, the gringo man dingo, yours truly, the disruptive warrior, Miles Jordan, AK the Bleach Brothers. Play that clip. I have never felt this prideful to be Jewish in my life. It's been a crazy time, but Jewish people around the world, we have seen it all. We have heard it all. Israel is not going anywhere. Jewish people are not going anywhere. I encourage everybody to continue to support each and every one of us. And to the people that aren't with us, you're going to thank us later. All you young people in the front, you are beautiful. You're beautiful. Stay strong. All right. Stay safe. Stay sane. And make sure you stay disruptive. <laughs> I told them, I told the Jewish community, the people of Israel to stay disruptive. I never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined I'd ever be speaking in D.C. at something like that. And, you know, long story short, they had asked me to speak and then I was going to go and then I wasn't going to go and it was all sort of happening. And then I was like, I'm going to go down there, but I'm not going to speak. And uh, it was just so peaceful. It was sad. I got to I got to speak to some to some parents of some hostages, which was just, I didn't even know what to say to them. I, I, I didn't even know what to say to them. I talked to this one, this one man, his son has been taken since October 7th. They're from Long Island. They're from Long Island, New York. He grew up in Long Island. He's an American citizen. I think they have dual citizenship, but they grew up in New York, in Long Island. The son, the kid, I think he was 20. He's always dreamed about wanting to serve in the IDF. So he went there on his own to serve in the IDF. He has been kidnapped since October 7th. That really put a lot of things into perspective. That really put a lot of things into perspective. He said to me, Did you, do you know where your kid slept last night? I said, I do. He said, I, I don't know where my son has slept for the last 37 days. And I was just like, what do you, what, what? I just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. But it was something I'm really proud that I was a part of. I was proud that I went down there. And however, you know, in and out it was about me talking, I was really glad that I was able to speak. I was glad that I was able to speak and be myself in an honest way. And for whatever it's worth, uh, you know, give the community 
our community, the Jewish community, the Israeli community, you know, a little disruptive energy. And disruptive doesn't mean bad things. It doesn't mean, you know, fighting physically. It just means to just, you know, continue to push, to fight. Because we need it more than ever. Because what a fucking kooky world we're living in where today Osama bin Laden is trending on social media because TikTokers, social media freaks, lowlifes, are trying to put in perspective the point of view of Osama bin Laden. You're trying to rationalize and put in perspective Osama bin Laden? Why don't you go to the firehouses of New York City and talk to the firemen whose lives will never be the same? Because they lost their brothers, their co-workers, their friends. Whose lives will never be the same because they were down there at the rubble digging out. Their co-workers, their brothers, their friends from the rubble. Why don't you TikTok fucks go to the firehouses of New York and talk that shit to the firemen of New York? You wouldn't dare do it. You wouldn't dare fucking do it. How dare you try to rationalize anything that has to do with Osama bin Laden, terrorists, trying to reread and re-understand Osama bin Laden's letter to America? Fuck his letter to America and fuck anybody that's trying to rationalize it. You know, I said a couple of weeks ago on this podcast that nobody would dare rip down posters of hostages. Nobody would dare rip down posters of people that were missing after 9-11, but I was wrong. They would do that now. These sick, wacky, radical left freaks, these self-loathing, self-hating kooks who spent the last three years under Joe Biden spent two of the four years under pig dick Donald Trump who have been complaining about how they're identified by their pronouns, who've gotten participation trophies, they would rationalize. They would rip down posters of missing people after 9-11. That, these are sick, mentally ill Self-loathing motherfuckers. Go to the families, the 3,000 plus families of mothers, fathers, loved ones that were killed by Osama bin Laden's terrorist attack and try to rationalize and discuss and reimagine the point of view of Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden got what the fuck he deserved, a fucking bullet in the head. He's a piece of shit. Who cares about his point of view? You rationalize these people. I was thinking today, in prison, what do they do with rapists? They fuck them in the ass. Rapists get the Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. Rapists get stabbed up, beaten up, raped, abused, extorted in prison because they're the bottom of the bottom. Hamas ravages through kibbutz in Israel, 
raping, murdering, burning babies, and motherfuckers are trying to rationalize and understand them? The fuck is going on here? People are trying to rationalize and outthink and outwit anything and everything for the sake of the rationalization, the outthinking, and the outwitting. This from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is being discussed as, well, it doesn't mean this. It's only a, a, an impassioned cry for Palestinian people to be free. The last five weeks are like, well, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. It doesn't mean that to me. It means that to us. It means that to the people of Israel. It means to Jewish people and the people of Israel, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. It means that you want to extinguish Israel. You want to come up with a new chant that's not as offensive? Come up with a new chant, a new slogan. Come up with a new fucking jingle. That jingle is offensive. It's frightening. It means the extermination of Israel and the destruction of Israel and the extermination of all Jewish people from the river to the sea. You can't get from the river to the sea without going through Israel. Said it once, Israel's not going anywhere. So it might not mean that to you, but it means it, means it to us, to Jewish people, and certainly means to the people of Israel, that you want to extinguish Israel. And that ain't happening. Everybody on social media, everybody with their podcast, their YouTube pages, got something cute, witty to say. Everybody's got an excuse for the terrorists. Everybody's got an excuse for the terrorist jingles. Everybody's got an excuse and under, you want to try to understand rapists. There was just some guy got uh, convicted of rape in prison, in jail. He raped a child, a five-year-old. He's being executed. No one's going, what, what, what was he thinking? What happened to him? What happened to him? Did someone take his land 75? Nobody's thinking that shit. <laughs> read a book. Just read a book. Read one book. Read two books. Listen to a podcast. Listen to another podcast. Get some information. I was thinking, if these 230 plus hostages were black people, from the United States. Matter of fact, let's just say this. Let's say 25 black people from, I don't know, New York. 25 black people, public school students and their teachers went on a tourist vacation, an educational tourist vacation in Israel, 25 from New York. You got teachers, you got high school students, seniors, 17, 18 year old kids and a staff of 10 teachers, okay? 25 people. If those 25 people were in Israel, if those 25 black people 
African Americans, Americans who are black, were in Israel on October 7th and got kidnapped. And 10 of them were raped and murdered, maligned in the most brutal, gruesome way. And there was 15 left, 15 left. You think anybody in the United States, these college campus kooks around the world would be calling for a ceasefire when Israel went into Gaza to dismantle the terrorist organization and get back those hostages, 15 hostages. Forget the 1,400 people that were murdered. Just 25. Every motherfucker in this country would be like, you better return the fucking hostages. You better return the fucking hostages. And if you don't return the hostages, we're going to fucking continue to bomb your fucking ass. Every fucking entertainer, every fucking musician, every politician would be demanding the United States get those fucking hostages back one way or another. And then if, if one of those hostages was murdered and a video was sent to Joe Biden and it was put all over the news and the video was sent to their family, what would this country be doing? Every fucking athlete, every fucking rapper, every fucking, everybody, every civilian, every race, creed, and color would be like, get those fucking hostages back. Bomb that fucking place. Just like after 9-11, nobody was like, well, what happened? They were like, fucking... End that fucking place. Level that fucking place. And, and, I, and I posted something like this and people were like, yo, the, yo, 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 Mike Rapp, you know, that's fucked up because, you know, uh, uh, black people are missing in this country. And that, 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 that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about this. Yeah, black people are missing in this country. There's injustices all over the world. Look up the far right now. Look at the shit that's going on right now. What's happening to black people, people of color right now. If there was 15, not 230 plus, if there was 15 African-American hostages that were taken out of Israel on October 7th, you wouldn't hear shit about a ceasefire. You wouldn't hear shit about a genocide. You'd be like, get those fucking hostages back. And they, they fucking better come back in pristine shape. They better come back in pristine shape. If not, we're going to come back and we're going to continue fucking ravaging this fucking place. I know it, you know it, everybody fucking knows what I'm saying is the fucking truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. When it comes to the Jews, well, well, what happened? What did they do? Netanyahu this, Netanyahu that. Free all of them. All of them. There is no ceasefire. There's no ceasefire. There cannot be a ceasefire with people that do not want a ceasefire, period. Done. Came, saw, disrupted. Came, saw, disrupted. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Take me at it with something real nice. Take me at it with something real loud. But most importantly, end this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with something real funky. It's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.